Welcome to Vertical Insights, a podcast series brought to you by CA Ventures, bringing you an in-depth look at the commercial real estate industry through the lens of CA's resident subject matter experts. I'm Robert Maddock. And I'm Megan Nam, And this is Vertical Insights. Okay, episode one. Meg, it's September. How are you? I'm doing very well, Rob. How are you? I'm doing great. Well, well's a very fitting word for September here at CA. Very punny way to kick off our first podcast because September is wellness month here at CA. Hence our first guest. Nobi Takaki. Nobi, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Rob, did you run the virtual 5K last week? I did not. I watched mm. it though. I thought about it. I did. I dreamt about it, which apparently doesn't count. Unfortunately not, but I am also guilty of that. As I, know. <laughs> I like to play physical sports. I'm a rugby player. And if you make me long, run long distances, I have a rule with, uh, I'll go half a mile and then I'm going to turn around and fight you. Mm, there you go. You have to run from something, right? <laughs> run from, from something after something. Uh, so Nobi, you are our vice president of wellness here at CA, which is a relatively new role. Um, you've had a big year of kind of like the foundation for our wellness program. Can you talk a little bit about how you came to CA and what you've been up to for the past year? Absolutely. So uh, I've been a friend of CA for a little while. I've known Tom Scott for quite a few years. And, you know, for the past several years, I've been doing some consulting for our fitness amenity layouts. And, you know, together, I think Tom and I were able to brainstorm, like, well, where were we going from here? We're just putting these fitness centers, but then what next? And the great part is that CA's always had something of the what's next, but, you know, it hasn't been necessarily like we didn't know the why behind we, we were, what we were doing. So we knew what we were giving people programming. We knew that we were making them happy, but we didn't necessarily know why or how. So I was just kind of brought in to bring that together and say, like, you know, this is actually all part of being a well person. So I thought health and wellness, those two words were synonymous with each other. So how do you break apart the two? So I think that's a really common thing now. Health and wellness have been interchangeably used and accepted for years. So health is just a quick definition. Health is just having a sound mind and body. And so wellness is a journey in which people take make choices and they make those choices to help them feel fulfilled on the inside. So health is a part of being well, but these are not necessarily the same. So over the past year, I assume that explaining and educating our staff and our residents on that misconception that that wellness is not about running a virtual 5k or not um, it's a it's a much broader definition and and um, we published our wellness policy this year that's just it people considered wellness to just kind of be like having a yoga studio or having meditation classes and so it's just kind of showing people that it's just it's more than that so there are seven pillars of wellness which are physical emotional intellectual, social, spiritual, environmental, and occupational, which sound like a ton. But if you think about it, you have to have balance in each of these pillars to make yourself feel happy. And so, you know, being here and just kind of educating the company that it's not just yoga, or it's not just fitness, but it's this wider expanse and it covers more than people necessarily think. Mm -hmm. So while it's not just fitness, I think that's what people, you know, when I, from a marketing perspective, when I think about fitness or health and wellness, I immediately think of the little icon of a weight or a treadmill. And so, you know, while that's not the entire story, it is a component of the story. And it's and it's something that you take a pretty front seat role in here at CA. Yeah. So, you know, a little bit about me. I My background is actually in fitness. So I was a fitness director at East Bank Club, which is a 
large um, health club in the city of Chicago. And I've been able to use my expertise to really kind of hone our fitness layouts. So, you know, we were already doing extraordinarily well before I came here, but I'm just here to add a little bit more thoughtfulness and to make it feel just a little bit more intentional. And I accomplished this by working with our interior design team to kind of tie all these spaces together. So, you know, it's not just a fitness amenity and then a spa or a sauna. It's how it flows together so that people just kind of have this natural um, predilection to just try all of the things. Right. So we're not just putting these spaces in our buildings to put them there. There's real thoughtfulness behind who the users are, where these spaces go, and what we put in them. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, again, I get to draw upon my background to say, hey, I know what equipment works well in these spaces. I know what people want and how they've been using them. And, you know, working in a commercial gym, you get to see how people use and not only just use, but really abuse equipment. And so I get to bring that into these fitness amenities and say, all right, hey, we're going to get this equipment, but it's going to be great equipment that I know stands up to a high volume usage. You know, Novi, as you talk about equipment, right, we're in a little bit of a different time. Um, Obviously, due to COVID-19, we've been locked up in our homes or our apartments for the last six months. Um, Been a big push towards people being active and and trying to find ways to be able to do things with restaurants being closed, with malls being closed, with even gyms being closed. So, you know, if I think about the two popular things we see across social media all the time right now, you have the mirror, which I believe was bought by Lululemon, mm-hmm. uh, you have Peloton, which as we sit here today on September 10th, it's sitting all time highs in the, uh, the stock market. You know, how do you think about these fads and these trends in the health and wellness space and bringing that into, um, our facilities? So I think it's really, really easy to fall into some trends or fads, but that's not what we're in the business of. And, you know, I get to, like I said, you know, with my background, I get to see how these in, um, pieces of equipment perform in a commercial gym. So, you know, I'm not picking on Peloton, but I'm just going to use them for example because it's easy. And, you know, Peloton was made for a single family house, one or two users, maybe a couple hours a day, but they weren't made to be used by, you know, 50 different people multiple times per hour. And, those pieces, people absolutely love them, but they didn't necessarily stand up to the abuse that people gave. And, you know, and Peloton's model reflects that now with their business when they stop selling to multifamily uh, and they're only doing single family homes and I think hotels. So it's it's really interesting. So you're really not seeking that short term fad beneficiary for our tenants. You're really looking to identify longer term trends that are really triggered by structural changes. Exactly. I don't want to be a guinea pig and I don't want to spend money just to spend money on the newest, flashiest thing. Again, it's easy to do that, but I want to be thoughtful about it and I want to give our residents and tenants something that works. And on the topic of resilient equipment, I mean, how are you looking at this over time to ensure that the equipment that we put into our facilities isn't going stale and and isn't a fad? How do we evaluate those things? So, you know, we do run reports and we can tell if, you know, treadmill one is the most used in the facility and treadmill three isn't. So then we can swap them out to increase the longevity. So we do have metrics. Each machine has some asset management software on it that allows us to see the use, the um, times it used, the mileage. So we have preventative maintenance. We do things to take care of our equipment. And, you know, it's like it's like a good car, right? If you take care of it, it'll last a long time. And there are some classics, treadmills, ellipticals, you know, dumbbells. Those things will never go out of style. People love them. So you have to take care of them. And that's what we do. No, be the big brother of the weight room, watching what you're doing. <laughs> that's true. If you let me, I would just stare at people in the weight room all day long. Yeah, that's her training tactic: intimidation, <laughs> judgment. 
<laughs> she can definitely lift more than me, that's for sure. <laughs> so, Nobi, you brought up really taking care of this equipment, and, and that's a great point, is that we're really leaning on our staff at the property level to uh, monitor these things and, and clean these facilities. Clean, clean has been a huge word over the past couple of months um, for COVID, and, and I know that we were really fortunate to have you in this role as, as COVID-19 struck because we had an expert. Um, you know, while, while we're looking at cleaning our entire facilities, the gym was definitely, um, when you think of high-touch areas, you think of gyms first, and, and you were really able to apply your expertise from working in a commercial fitness environment environment to help us establish those cleaning protocols. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, again, coming from a commercial fitness background, people touch everything. So it's trying to figure out how to keep these things clean and how to make a bunch of kids. I'm yeah, sticky you, fingers. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's an accurate statement. So yeah, uh, we, we do have some different cleaning protocols in place. Obviously COVID brought in just a new wave of thinking, you know, before it was kind of like, well, I mean, everybody did the same thing. It was just, you know, wipe that machines. They didn't, it was just make it clean for lack of a better term. Wash your hands, but maybe not. (laughs) Maybe not for 20 seconds. (laughs) 20 seconds is a long time now that you're doing it, you know? (laughs) true. And then when you do wash your hands, you always wonder, is somebody watching me? Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, So actually with uh, COVID, we got to reevaluate our cleaning protocols. So we brought in a clean um, and sustainable cleaning solution at both our properties in the corporate office. And it's applied by electrostatic sprayer so we get full coverage. And I think, again, it's just not that we weren't doing it before because we were and we were doing an excellent job. But now it's, you know, we have more tools at our hands to make sure we, what we do is successful. Well, the bar has been raised. I mean, it makes it makes sense. Nobody, it, it's not, it's not a, a good or a bad thing. Nobody thought about cleaning protocol and, and health in this light before. I mean, I think it's completely changed the world of of uh, health and wellness and facilities management. Oh, 100%. And I think, again, you know, people spring up health and wellness and, you know, they, I think, rely on it a little bit to get through kind of what we're going through right now in 2020. But, you know, we're concentrating again on one spot. And so my goal is to not only be able to be an expert in that area and facility operations, making sure everything's clean, making sure our residents are safe, but applying more programming too to make sure that they're happy. So, you know, we get them in our uh, buildings and we take care of them and we want them to feel like we actually care about them because the experience that we provide is unparalleled. So, Nobi, you mentioned, you know, beyond the the cleaning protocol and the, and the actual physical facilities that we're providing, there's kind of a programming and engagement component to what you do at the property level as well. Yeah. So, you know, again, we have superb property managers and they were already doing programming. So now what we're doing is we're asking people to just incorporate more than one pillar of wellness. So we're saying, hey, when you do run programs for our residents, you know, don't just run a yoga class or don't just run uh, free pizza Tuesdays. You know, we want people to give programming uh, that is beneficial all around for our residents. We don't we don't just want to take care of them while they're here. We want to set them up to leave better than they came. So one example that I know you were working on the past year, which I thought was very interesting, um, is the breakfast bar concept. Yes. So we were offering breakfast bars at our student living properties. And, you know, one of the first things I came in to do was just evaluate what we were doing and what we were offering. And when we looked at that, what we saw is that, you know, it was a little bit inconsistent, but we were mostly giving out a lot of caffeine and a lot of sugar. And we're giving these to college students who, you know, already have a lot of energy as it is. And, you know, we're saying, here's a, here's some caffeine, here's some sugar, you know, go be successful. So I'm not saying we are taking any of those things away, but what I am saying is we're going to add a little bit to them for our for our residents. So, you know, we'll have vegetarian or vegan options. We're going to have something that's a little bit more nutritionally dense 
to offer. Now, if you want the sugar, you want the caffeine, that's great. That's there. But we have something that can you know sustain you for a little bit longer and set you up for a day of success. So we want our students to leave the building and be set up for success for the rest of the day. And that's why we have a little bit more of a healthy option uh, available to them. So no, I know we've kind of talked a lot about the operational side of things. Uh, you also do a lot of work on the corporate side for us here internally. Can you maybe dive into kind of how that is structured and what you're focused on with that? So at the corporate level, people think a wellness program, it means here, here's this activity tracker, here's this. Mandatory uh, fun. Yeah, right? yeah <laughs> mandatory fun, exactly. And so what we're simply saying is that like, you know what, you have to be an active participant. Like I can't do wellness to you, even though that does sound aggressive. I think people forget that they have to make choices and that we expect them to be active participants in it. So, you know, at corporate, we are bringing in different types of programming where we already had a wellness affinity group, and it's I'm just heading that up now. And, you know, we are just expanding on what we already offer. And we're just, like I said, it's just touching, it's having a wider range to touch. So as you think about, you know, the internal corporate side of things, and I think this maybe can draw some parallels to what we're seeing, and, and it's actually some of our properties as well, but COVID has obviously thrown uh, a wrench into how we operate together now moving forward. Can you talk about kind of maybe how CA was prepared for COVID and, and maybe the things that we're doing on a daily basis now internally to keep our employees safe. Yeah. So, you know, actually we were really fortunate. And when COVID first started becoming, I think, more widely publicized, uh, our office staff was on top of it and they were ordering masks and sanitizers. And, you know, before that supply chain broke and we were able to actually get a fair amount of things to keep our employees protected. And do we run out of do we run out of toilet paper? We did not run out of toilet paper. <laughs> uh, I have a tank made out of it. It's fine. Um, but you know, when we came back to the office after being gone for a little bit, much like most companies, people didn't know what to expect. And so, what it, we wanted to do, and what I really was important to me, was to provide a safe environment where people actually felt cared for. So, before we opened up, I came back in. We evaluated, you know what areas were high touch, what needed to change, what needed to go, and and how can we change our cleaning? So we applied an antibacterial uh, layer to all of our surfaces that kills germs upon contact. We have sustainable uh, solutions that are applied through electrostatic sprayer. And, you know, we've actually increased our cleaning quite a bit. And I think what the interesting thing is, is that when we brought all of this in, a lot of other buildings were asking us like, hey, what are you guys doing? Like, how are you doing that? And I thought that was really interesting because, you know, we're all trying to keep each other healthy and it's really a community effort. And it felt good to know that people were looking at us as a resource. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and we talk a lot about the cleaning and the, and the kind of physical spaces, I think, are the obvious topic when you're thinking about COVID. But mental health has been a huge concern for people, too, as we've all gone remote, correct? Yes. Yeah, so people feel more isolated than ever. Now, I have a good friend who's an introvert, and she is living her best life right now. <laughs> but you know, most people aren't that introverted. So that's why we actually kicked off our virtual 5K, and that's why we pushed our wellness month a little bit. I think it was really easy to punt and say, hey, we'll do it in 2021. But you know, we were up for a challenge. Like, CA never walks back down from a fight. So we put together a couple different um, seminars for our employees. And I think our last two weeks of September coming up will be on resilience. And so it's how to manage burnout through nutrition and how to, you know, start practicing mindfulness. And so it was just a way for everyone to start connecting. And that's why we did the virtual 5K as well. We just wanted people to start doing something and connecting and create some kind of camaraderie amongst that, amongst everyone here at the office. So there's obviously been a lot of changes for our corporate 
office, um, physical approach, engagement. You know, there's been a lot of virtual activity, as you mentioned. Um, but CA is also in the process of building a new headquarters right now. Um, and we've seen a lot of articles and, and headlines about post-COVID design. Uh, what does that mean to you from a health and wellness perspective? And how are we thinking about the new office? You know, what's really funny is that as we were actually designing this new office, we kind of already started to do that, right? We had small, thoughtful spaces brought out so that people could go somewhere else to work. And CA's motto is, you know, you can work from anywhere. And so now with COVID, the only thing that really changed is maybe we're looking at like, hey, are our density, are these desks too close together? Do we have enough space for people to feel like they can work without being in large communal groups? So, you know, we did that. We've been a little bit more thoughtful about our wellness rooms in the new building and making sure that, you know, we, we keep that game room because apparently we have a very competitive ping pong. Very competitive. It gets, it gets a lot of control, I'd say. Uh, I'm, I'm terrible at ping pong. So if anyone wants an easy <laughs> win, I'm here for you. Uh, but, you know, I, I think it's really exciting to be a part of that design and just to look at what we're doing and making sure, you know, again, people have enough light, the air quality is great, and we're just providing solutions for people so that, when they, again, when they come to the office, they feel comfortable, they feel ha happy, they feel well cared for. Keep us here and do not let us leave. <laughs> well, when we have a breakfast bar, you know, why would you need to leave? <laughs> it's true. Amen to that. So one last thing about the new office is FitWell certification. Um, I know that's something, this is going to be our CA's first FitWell certified building. What, is that, what does that even mean? So it's really interesting. Uh, I read an article recently and it's called Well Washing. And it's how a lot of corporations, a lot of businesses like to say, oh yeah, we, we give you wellness, but they don't really mean what they say. And, you know, FitWell certification actually allows us to to kind of prove it, to walk the walk. So I always kind of uh, compare these certifications to, you know, for lack of a better term, like diplomas. You know, you can get a really, really, really easy diploma online for, you know, really cheap price, but it doesn't mean anything. Uh, you know, we have someone here, Christian, who's the head of our ESG, who's actually, his job is to go through all these different certifications and find out what one actually has the best quality, what one's asking the most of us. And like I said, we're not afraid of a challenge. So FitWell for us is allowing us to show that, yeah, we we do what we say. It's not lip service. No, exactly that. It's not lip service. Well, and that's kind of the whole theme of, of the program, right? This isn't window dressing. C has, CA has intentionally invested corporate resources into a dedicated health and wellness person that's focusing on this from top to bottom. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, the timing was really uh, serendipitous, especially because I came in last year right before um, COVID. And I think it's hel actually helped me grow and learn our business even better because, you know, I am a content expert in wellness, not necessarily in real estate. So learning about how we work and like learning how to be nimble, I think has been really exciting. And I am very excited for what we're going to bring for CA. Absolutely. No, we're excited. So Nobi, I got to ask you here as we wrap up on the, this, this first episode, and I think it's going to be something we'll implement on, on future podcasts. But tradition? A podcast yeah. tradition? Start a new tradition here. You got to start once to make it actually happen. So, there we go. Nobi, as you sit here and you look at your role, right? And when we have you back mm -hmm. on the podcast 18 months from now, you know, where do you see this going? What initiatives and in, in, in really around the health and wellness initiative do you see uh, happening? 
So in the next 18 months, one of the first things I my goal is, is to make sure that uh, I have a program that's nimble so that we can respond to anything. You know, if nothing else, 2020 has taught us that we need to learn how to be quick and agile. So I want to build a program that can react to anything or that can even, you know, be preempt something. So for our initiatives, we're really going to focus a lot more on mental health and how to bring different reliefs to people. And we are looking at some virtual offerings. Uh, we haven't quite finalized that yet, but we're just trying to bring in a little bit more programming. We're trying to kind of weave in wellness. So it's like it's like sneaky fitness, right? Where you're, it's running is worked into a drill. It's like sneaky wellness. So for people who still might have an aversion to that word, we're going to, you know, with our snack walls, our lunches, everything along those lines, we're just weaving in wellness into it. So that as people experience it and they start to feel better, they're like, oh no, it's changed. You know, it's a healthier lunch. We're offering more programming at the office. We're offering, you know, better uh, snacks available to people. And when they realize like, oh, all these choices are here for me and now I can make them and now it does make me feel better. I think we get bigger buy-in. So my biggest like goal would be to just create bigger buy-in, really make our wellness affinity group very large, very successful, and you know, um, go from there. Sneaky wellness, I like it. I'll hold you to it, Nobi. We won't even know that you're making us better. That's true. <laughs> Remember, wellness too. I'm just going to sneak it in there, but then you have to choose to do it. So, well, thank you very awesome. much for joining us today. Much appreciated. Thank you, Nobi. Well, yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.